Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Some of y'all know that the love of God is an uncommon love. It's an amazing, extravagant thing to know, but to, to know intimately. To know that I am his and he is mine. And that I'm not only a servant. A servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but he calls me a friend. Because he invites me into deeper places of a relationship to know his heart. To know him, to be known by him. That the love of God supersedes all other things. And it's more than just a feeling. I don't just feel like I'm in love. Nor does God just feel in love with you. He is committed. He is all in. Jesus is committed to you. He is for you. He's not against you. He delights in you. In Zephaniah 3.17, it says that he rejoices over you with singing, and he dances over you in pleasure and delight. The love of God, he's dancing. He's doing backflips over you, church, right now. He's singing. He's dancing. He delights in you. And don't eliminate yourself from the dance. It's not based upon what you have done this week or what you did last night or what you did 20 years ago. It's based on nothing that you have ever done. It's based solely upon who his son is and what his son has done and continually does in your life and in my life. He's good and he's faithful. He's ferociously faithful to you. Even when he caught your hand in the cookie jar, he said, I love you. I delight in you. You're good. I take pleasure in you. For some of you right now, just let the love of Jesus begin to wash over you. The Bible would say it this way, that love covers a multitude of our sin. Just covers it. It's like Jesus being at dinner with you. He's like, I got this one covered. It's like Jesus walking eight decades with you. He's like, I got this life covered. I'm good. I got you. Guys, this is the essence of the gospel. This is the good news. It's not based upon what you have done. It's not based upon the works that you have performed for him, that you've had good enough church attendance, or that you were on the welcoming committee at the door. (laughs) It's only based upon what Jesus has done for us, and that the righteousness of Christ has been put on your account, and you go from being bankrupt to being a billionaire in the spirit. That's the chasm. And he dances and delights over the righteousness of his son that's now on your life. It's the love of God. In John 15, Jesus says it this way. There you guys are. 
<clears throat> Jesus says it this way. He says, the Father loves me like this crazy mad love. The Father loves me, and he delights in me, and I am his, and he is mine, and I actually am his, and, and I am him, and, and we are together, and we are this unbelievable Godhead. He loves me, and he delights in me. And the same way that the Father has loved me, I have loved you. The same level, if we could put them in a test tube and we would measure them out, the same degree that the Father delights and pours out affection upon his own son. Jesus says the same love that's being exchanged back and forth in the heavenlies is the same love that I now have towards you as he's looking at his bride. Whew. You remember that wedding day? I remember it when she came walking down to me. I couldn't handle it. I, I was emotional. And, and that wasn't the pure and holiest love that you ever could experience. But Jesus looking upon his bride and he comes walking down toward her. And he pours out his delight and affection upon her. It's the same love that the father has toward the son. The son now has toward us. The love of God is the game. It's what we're completely about. Taking this pleasure of God, delighting in the Lord. John Piper says it this way. He says, when we are most satisfied in him, he is most glorified in us. When I take my most, when I maximize my pleasure in him, and I glutton myself on the glory of God, and I sup at the table of this king, to where there's no other delicacies in the world that I would take greater pleasure in. Jesus, you're the one thing. He says, God is most glorified in me when I am most satisfied in him. And so we come and we drink from this river, from this stream. There is a river that makes glad the city of our God. And church, I just want us to drink this morning from this river. I just want us to bask in who he is that his affection, it's an uncommon love. It's a wild love. It's a ferocious, fiery affection <laughs> that he pours out on you. And it's not based upon you. That's the good news because if it was, it would be short-lived. It's based upon himself and he's committed to his own son. And his son is committed to you. And we get to receive all of the blessing of that. The uncommon love of Jesus is being poured out upon you this morning. And our job, you know what your job is to do? Is just to receive it. Oh, you just drink. Whenever, whenever that waiter brings you that glass of water, you know your only responsibility is just to drink it. Mm. And just to drink deep of that. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it says that love covers a multitude of sin. Y'all, that's almost just too good to be true because I know what a sinner I am. And to know that I get grace instead of a punishment. In this relationship with God, it's not like he's looking for people to punish. He's looking for his lover. He's looking for his beloved bride to pour out his affection upon. He's already punished Jesus. He now pours out his affection upon us. <laughs> that emoji. Mind is Blown by the gospel. 1 John 4, 19, we love him only because he first 
loved us. It's this outrageous love that's, that's free of those weird judgments and punishments and, and, and all of the, the guilt and the shame of that we could possibly walk into. There's times whenever I got my kids and what they did wasn't right, but it wasn't like punishable unto death. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And so I get them and I'm about to spank them. And I'm like, we could just spank them because your actions do have consequences. Or we could teach the heart of Jesus here. And so I say, do you guys want a spanking or do you want grace? And they're like, I don't know what grace is, but I'll take that one. <laughs> I do know what a spanking is and thanks, but no thanks. I'll say, here's grace. Pun punishment, the spanking is you get what you deserve. The grace is you get what you don't deserve. You deserve a spanking, but you don't. And I was like, so which one do you guys want? They're like, I want to do not a spanking, but you won't. I'm like, I don't know what you said, but we won't do a spanking. We'll do grace. And I said, so what you get? And I go to spank them, and I just lift them up, and I hug them, and I kiss them. I throw them on the couch, and I tickle them, and I, they just get loved up on. And Jesus comes to us. He's, he's not this God that makes us ascend the mountain anymore to get to him. He's the one that descended the mountain and came to us. And he said, do you, do you want to continue to live like this? And he's broken cisterns and digging old wells where there is no water. There's nothing to, to satisfy or to quench your thirst. Come unto me, all who are weary and who are thirsty. I will give you rest. I will feed you. I'm the great shepherd. I'll take care of you. I'll steward your heart well. Come unto me. You don't get a spanking anymore. You get kisses and you get loved up and you get tickles. And he begins to pour out his affection upon us. I don't know about you this morning, but I just want the pure and unadulterated, uncommon, unprecedented. There's no precedent set for this. I want the pure love of Jesus to pour over my heart. Like liquid love just being poured out over my sin. That he would just pour out over my decisions, my actions, my words, my emotions, my ill will. That he would just pour out his affection upon me. Jesus meets with the woman at the well who's caught in adultery. She's got five husbands. The one that she's with now isn't even her husband. Ugh. And she said, why are you asking me for a cup of water? And Jesus said, oh, girl, come on. If you would only know who I am, if you would just get a different revelation of who Jesus is, and he's not your, your teacher that's going to crack your knuckles with a ruler. He's like, if you only would know who I am, you would have come to me and asked me for a drink, and I would have caused rivers of living water to explode from within you. Church, we've got to know him. And know who he is. And he's not the misrepresentation of whoever your father was. He's a good dad who gives good things to his kids. Who delights in his children. Who's doing backflips over us even now. Who's dancing and singing and delighting in his bride. And it's a bride that turns to other lovers all the time, aren't we not? And yet, he's like, I love you and I'm committed to you. And you should get a spanking, but you don't. You get my son. 
You get kisses and you get eternity with me. Church family, our response to the good news is a heart of worship. It's to drink deep. It's to delight in him. And he is most glorified in us when we are most delighted in him. It's the love of God. It's the love of his son. And it's the same love that the father has for the son he now has in us. I notice that I operate more whenever I think this way. I operate better whenever I move out of a heart of love. I don't operate well whenever I move out of a heart of fear that he's going to punish me, that I'm going to get caught, that I'm going to get exposed. I know that feeling. Perhaps you're sitting out there and you know that feeling. You know what you've done. You're hoping it stays a secret. You're hoping it doesn't get exposed. And we make moves out of fear, don't we? I don't want to, I'm afraid. Uh, and we're not our best self. But I'll tell you, when all fear, shame, and guilt, and condemnation is off of me, whoo, am I a new man. I live and move and breathe and operate out of love, and I'm a different man. The Bible says it this way, that, that perfect, unadulterated, uncommon love casts out fear. It aggressively walks in and takes dominion, and it says, get out of our house, you're gone. You cannot be here anymore. You're kicked out. Love is strong, and it's intense, and it kicks some booty, and it moves fear out of the way, and it says, there is a new regime. We are operating under the authority and the power of the love of God from this day forward. Yesterday, I'm coaching Judah, coaching fifth grade. You want to test your salvation? Coach fifth grade basketball. And I'm coaching Judah, and I can just tell he's just afraid to, to make the pass. He's afraid to take the shot. He's afraid to, to, to go for the loose ball. Whatever those things are, you're just playing, you're playing small, and you're playing timid. I get this time out and give the old X's and O's and the ooh raw speech and win one for the Gipper and L3 Liberty Living Legends. And we're going to go out there and we're going we're to do it. And as everybody's heading out, I grab him and I look him in the eye. I say, Judah, play like you are loved. Don't move in fear. Don't be afraid of missing the shot. Don't be afraid of making a mistake. Play. Like you are loved, like you can't make a mistake. Play like, like your father delights in you, win or lose. Play like, like it doesn't matter. It's not that, that, that my love is not leaning, the, the ladder of my love is not leaning upon your behavior. And if you get it right, if this shot goes in and, and your performance, because I'll tell you, that will fall every time. My, my, my affection is not propped up upon you doing the right thing. My affection is propped up upon my own goodness and my own glory and my son. And I delight in him. And I'm pouring my affection out upon you. Win or lose, you're mine. You're my son. And I delight in you. And I'm going to high five you if we win. I'm going to high five you if we lose. We're going to go get a slushy. <laughs> We're going to celebrate life. Come on, you're my son. That's the father heart. Speaking. Stop moving out of fear. Stop, stop making decisions out of fear. Stop playing small and playing timid. Come on, you are mine and I am yours. I'm going to pour my affection out upon you. Ah, he's good, isn't he not? 
Church family, he's good. Last night I'm putting Nora to bed. And I'm laying, I'm laying with Nora. Somewhere in the middle of the night, I kind of wake up and she's kind of moving and tossing and turning. And she does, she does this. She goes, ha ha. Ah. <laughs> oh, even while we're sleeping, there's, there's rivers of joy that are going on. In Psalms, it says he gives sleep to those whom he loves. I'm just asking you, Lord, love on me even when my eyes are closed, even when I'm not even conscious of what's going on, even when I'm checked out of reality. Would you just love on me? And she's experiencing this joy. It's like she's getting drunk in the, in the ghost. She got like a dose of the ghost, man. She's like, ooh, she's feeling these rivers of joy that are just swelling up within her. Y'all, we get to live like this. Like we just don't have to punt life and then get it someday on the sweet by and by in, in heaven. Like we get to experience this God man today. That is the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus not that any man should boast. It's what he has done for us. I'm on the bench with Bud yesterday. Bud's been one of the biggest blessings of this basketball season. And Bud encourages Judah to go shoot, to, to take this shot. And as he's going to the basket, Bud just tells me, he says, if he makes it or misses it, delight in him. Oh, man, that was so good. He was coaching my spirit. He's coaching my heart. And, and, he, and he missed the shot. And Bud goes, yeah, good job, Judah. We're probably not going to get hired at high school or college level <laughs> with that approach. But I'll tell you, these boys know they're loved. And we might not win or lose, but we're going to raise some men that don't operate in fear, that aren't afraid, that, that get after it, that go for it, and they know win or lose, we're going to walk off the court and we are going to be delighted in. Oh, come on, man. We're going to just bring so much healing to 10 and 11-year-olds. Man, that's the game is we're going to bring healing to the power of love. It's the power of love that will change the human heart. It's the power of love that will change a city. It's the power of love that will change a nation. It's the power of love that will change your marriage. It's the power of love that will turn the father's heart to their children and the children back to their fathers. It's Malachi 4, 5, and 6. In the spirit of Elijah, God's going to come. He's going to be shifting hearts back and forth. He's going to be moving things that no other man can move. He's going to open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. He does a supernatural thing through love. Ah. It's the power of love, and I just want to receive it, Jesus, not based upon my own merit, not that I've got enough plaques on the wall or I've got a trophy. I've done nothing, and I am the wretch that you have come to save. Oh, what a wretched man I am. And as the apostle Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners. I'm the one. I led the party. I led the tribe. I led all of the sinful behavior. I did it. And yet he bled and died for me. He said, I am yours and you are mine.
This is perfect love. And so it takes away the fear of death. It takes away the fear of guilt and shame and punishment. I can come into his presence with boldness and with confidence. I don't have to come in afraid, knowing all of my, my past and my sin. I walk into his throne room. I come into the presence with his fullness of joy. At his right hand is maximum pleasure forevermore. <laughs> oh, he's like Coach Bud. Yeah. He's cheering you on, family. He delights in you even in your weaknesses. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Even in your weaknesses, God is strong. Even in our foolishness, He is wise. Even when we are not, He is. He's more than enough. <laughs> and He's good. And He's faithful to us. He's so good. Even in our weary seasons, in Song, Song of Solomon 8 5, it says, Who is this coming up from the wilderness? Leaning on her beloved. It is me, it is you. We might be sucking wind, but we've got someone that we can lean into. And he will carry us through the wilderness. He will carry us through the wild. Whatever the situation and the season is, lean on your lover. John 15, 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. He's like, just stay. Please stay right here. Don't move. Church family, do not leave that spot. Stay in my love. If you keep my commandments, I'll remain in your love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I remain in his love, as I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Stay in my love. And the reason for that is because I want you to have maximum joy. I'm only guiding you and pointing you in this direction because I'm in it for your joy. And I know that there's no other joy found outside of this relationship. They're all, they're all a distant second. There's no greater pleasure, people, than your best your, your most favorite meal, your best friend, your, you know, the Chiefs winning tonight, and they will, and whatever those things that, that you delight in and take pleasure in, right? We, do, we just take some pleasure in things. He goes, people, can I please coach your heart? There's one thing. King David said, there's one thing that I delight in, that I would be in the glory of the Lord, that I would live and dwell in his presence all the days of my life. There's one thing that I would gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Jesus said there's one thing. Remember Mary and Martha, and Martha was busy serving, and Mary just bowed at his feet. She said she's chosen the one thing that is needed, and I will not take this from her. The apostle Paul said there's one thing that I push away all the things as if they're rubbish, that I might lay a hold of all of that to which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. Come on, people, let's stay in this thing. This is, this is where it's working. This is where it's at. This is your sweet spot. This is the river of joy and love and rivers that will flow from within you and you actually begin to enjoy life. You enjoy your family. You enjoy your marriage, your boss, your call. You know I'm willing to give my life to something. Why? Because I've tapped into a higher source of joy and delight. And you're not the one that's paying me, Mr. Boss. I'm paid. I got substance and sustenance from a higher level to where I'm getting other resources, right? Like he's feeding and flowing in me and through me. It's the love of God. 
It's an uncommon love. It's a mind-blowing love. And he's like, stay here. This is the good spot. This is the sweet spot. I can heal you. I can fill you. I can launch you. You can do more when you're full of the love of God than anything else. Check this out, Psalm 139, 17. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of all the thoughts that you have toward me. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. How great are your thoughts toward me. You realize that there is a lot of sand on the earth. Every continent is wrapped in a beach. There's a lot of sand. It's estimated that in one handful, there's 10,000 grains of sand. How vast are the thoughts that you have about me? They outnumber the grains of sand on the earth. He thinks a lot about you, church family. He has a lot of thoughts about your call. He has a lot of thoughts about your heart. He has a lot of thoughts about his son that he wants to reveal in and through you. He just wants you to, to kind of stay in that. Just hang out there. Keep your mind, coach your mind, stay here. And anytime your mind wants to go anywhere else, you take every thought captive. Get back here. We're going to live right here in this pocket of love. This is where we live. No guilt. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's liberty. There's no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, this is where we live. This is where we hang. I want to read a scripture to you guys. Can I get my Bible down there? It's in my bag. Is it okay, guys, if I read some Bible? I hope my Bible's in here. You always want to have the, the pastor should have a Bible. I do have one. First John 4. Check this out. Alyssa, will you mind playing a little something? I want to read some scripture. This is going to be like our own little personal devotional time with some worship playing. 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another because God, because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been fathered by God. And knows God. The person who does not love does not know God because God is love. By this, the love of God is revealed in us that God has sent his one and only Son into the world so that we may live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God so loved us, then we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God resides in us. And his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we reside in God 
and he is in us, and that he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God resides in him, and he in God. And now we have come to know and to believe the love that God has in us. God is love. And the one who resides in love resides in God, and God resides in him. By this, love is perfected within us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, right? When it comes to the day of judgment, there's no fear. We walk into the throne room full of confidence, the Bible says, because of this love. Because just as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears punishment has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, Yet he hates his fellow Christian, he's a liar. Because the one who does not love his fellow Christian, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And the commandment we have from him is this, that the one who loves God should also love his fellow Christian as well. This is the good news of the gospel. This is the Bible. And we're going to pray that the perfect love of God would set up a new authoritative power in your heart and drive out the fear of punishment, guilt, shame, and that we would live completely new. You know, there's this old hymn. This old hymn goes, how deep the Father's love for us. And it says more stuff, too. I can't remember it. Do you have this song? How deep the Father's love for us. is an old hymn. Can we end this morning, church family, by singing this song together? Would you all mind, church, standing and joining with me as we close this morning? And let's focus on the love of God. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as which more the chosen one bring many sons to glory Jesus we just pray God that the love of Jesus would flow like liquid love would you just rain down upon our church family right now Jesus we pray for rivers of living water to flow within our bellies 
Jesus, we pray for a church that just gets intoxicated and inebriated by drinking in the love of God. Lord, we pray that you would wash over a multitude of sins. Jesus, we pray that you would forgive your bride this morning. Jesus, we pray that as you romance and woo our hearts back to you, that we would be committed to this marriage. Jesus, we are all in, and we love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.